Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. And we have our sub cameraman, Nick Wolf, behind the camera. We all work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So another interesting headline, and I feel like this has been half the job of real estate agents lately is debunking these journalists that have this nonsense garbage they put out. And I I use those terms specifically because it is so inaccurate and so clickbaity that it's affecting consumers' decisions on their biggest financial move that a lot of them are going to make. So this comes from Fortune Magazine, so pretty reputable publication. The headline is, we're entering the next stage of the housing market downturn. Three things to expect heading forward. And they go on to talk about uh, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell made it clear that the housing market would go through a reset and that um, if you're a home buyer or a young person looking to buy a home, you need a you need a bit of a reset. And then he has these couple of predictions here. The home price correction is spreading. And there's some data around that we can get into. The housing downturn will soon spread beyond housing. And lastly, sellers are calling a timeout. So before we get into the actual data here and what's going on in, in actual marketplaces, what do you two think about all this? Um, I think that in some markets, it could be more so than than others. But what I've seen here locally um, is, I mean, value is not is not going down and the market is still tight and I'm still looking at a lot of multiple offers for, mm-hmm. for homes. I have to totally agree with that 110%. Um, when they say the home price correction is spreading, what, what do they mean about home price correction? That's the problem here. Yeah. What, what does home price correction mean? Well, because, what does that mean? Well, so what do you think it means without me explaining this here? Like you, you're, you're in the business. When you hear home price correction, what comes to mind immediately? Well, I think it's to imply that home pricing has been overpriced or the homes have been overvalued or overpriced. And the correction is that they're coming back to, quote, normal, unquote, right? <laughs> whatever normal is will be, you know. Um, so I think that's to allude to that. That's that's my sense. So here's what they said. Um, it, it, and they go on to say housing bulls got this all wrong. That, that's great. 98 housing markets have seen home values fall from their 2022 peaks, according to the Burns Home Price Value Index. So I've never heard of this before. It's apparently from John Burns Real Estate Consulting. So I went to look it up and it measures home value trends for all homes, new and resale in 133 markets. Um, and it's it's apparently trademarked. So I, I went further into this and when you look at the 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 the, the John Burns website here, I mean, I, I again, I mean, I, we're pretty in tune with the market. I would argue I know what I'm talking about when it comes to real estate. I've, you know, it, it's one of those. And Sarah's laughing, but I'm I'm, be, I'm being serious. I, I think it's just an index of where you could have sold your home for, for versus what you could sell it for now. Mm-hmm. And they they go on to say that this company was founded in 2001 and they want better mm-hmm. analytics around housing. But then when I go to the local data, to your point. So let me show you August numbers, right? So August numbers in Chester County, we saw a uh, 9.4, 9.5% increase from August 2021 of last year. And year to date, we're seeing the median home sale price rise 10.4% in Chester County. 
in Delaware County. 13.1% increase year over year through the end of August, 10.3% increase in the median home sale price year to date. In Montgomery County, 6.4% increase year over year from August of last year and an 8.1% increase in the median home sale price year to date. And in Philadelphia, which is, I would argue, a little bit of a different market than these Mm -hmm. suburban counties, and, and they're all different, but this is probably the most, We've seen a zero change in the median home sale price and a 1.9% increase year to date, year over year. So I, I don't I don't know what they mean here. I think it's just some index or statistic that they came up with that it says, well, and, and they go on to explain here, um, while, while it's common for median list prices to drop around this time of year, it's not common for home values or comps to fall because of seasonality. And they're saying this is sharper. I'm not seeing homes sell for less money. I I don't see any data that indicates that you're saying you're talking about multiple offer situations. I I just don't, I don't know what the heck they're talking about here. I don't know where they are. Like, I don't know where they're definitely not here in our uh, territory. That's for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, It says in significantly overvalued housing markets, Moody analytics thinks that uh, the price drop could range from five to 10%. So, um, but I don't know where they think that's going to be coming from. I mean, Pretty much this weekend, my three offers that I put in, they all got shut out because one, there was multiple offers. There was 12. The other one, there was five. Mm -hmm. And the other one, six. So, and they all went well over asking price. So I'm, we're definitely not seeing that there's going to be any shift in property values being significantly lower. Right. I mean, I think if anything, as we've kind of talked about before, the amount of appreciation that you may be getting, um, you know, could slow down to a more normal, normal market, but not, but that's not like dipping down below. That's not reducing the value. Right. This is almost like an appraiser saying, hey, the home's not worth that much, even though 10 people were willing to pay that price. (laughs) And and that's how I equate this here because this home price Mm -hmm. index, it measures home value trends. So, could a seller have sold their home for more a couple months ago than they could now? I think that's possible. It doesn't mean the price went down. We're still right. seeing prices appreciate. It's just maybe they didn't catch that lightning in the bottle when the, because inventories come up, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's a factor here. And with and it hasn't even come up that much. Right. We're seeing barely over a month's supply in the suburban counties, Chester, Delaware, Montgomery. Which is not much. It's, right. Now that's up from like a 0.78-month <laughs> supply. So. Yeah. These were the numbers that we were seeing, and you can check out all our videos on YouTube. We do this every month, and we give you the exact figures. And even in the city of Philadelphia, we've seen inventory rise from in the mid-two-month supply to now like a a three-and-a-half-month supply. Mm -hmm. Until that gets to six, Mm -hmm. prices are not going down. The fantasy value of what you could sell your home for, maybe it was a little higher a couple months ago. The reality is these people aren't moving, so prices aren't going down because of that. So... To me, that that's a number one. I mean, I, this is just dead wrong here. I don't I don't see any way that that this could be construed otherwise. And to me, it's just a BS article. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a fantasy number. It's some index. It's like when the people try to argue that the baseball players are better than they are when they like get out. That's a more valuable out, but then they don't score. Like it's you're, they're not looking at what's actually going on in the game. So the analytics can say whatever you want. This to me doesn't make a lot of sense here. I'd agree. Here's number two. The housing downturn will soon spread beyond housing. So what they explain here is that on a year-over-year basis, the ongoing housing downturn has seen new home sales and existing home sales fall 
by 29.6% for new home sales, 20.2% for existing home sales. And um, the financial pain of, and, and when they define housing downturn, it's less home selling. This, this is accurate. I don't, I don't have, a, I don't have a, a problem with that, that piece of data, but it, it fa- affects other things outside of real estate because when someone buys a house, think about all the people that go to work, contractors, mm-hmm. painters, I mean, just, just the home improvement industry in general, and then you have moving companies, and you have title companies, and mortgage companies, and all, all those things, insurance. I mean, all, all these people get put to work. So what do you think about number two here? The housing downturn is affecting other parts of, 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 of the marketplace, and really they're talking about GDP and, and money that's going into the economy. Yeah, I can agree with some of that because as soon as home building slows down, that, like you said, Tom, there's a lot of jobs associated with that. There's a lot of materials that are associated with that. So it, it could definitely affect uh, those other numbers. Um, year over year, the um, average home uh, equity appreciation was uh, $60,200. Mm-hmm. That was from August of 2021 to August 2022, year over year. So a lot of people have a lot of equity in their homes right now. Mm-hmm. which is amazing. So with that being said, um, if there is going to be less sellers, people are going to look into home improvements. So I do think that people will still do home improvements. Uh, they'll still fix up what they have if they're not willing to sell. If they're not willing to sell because they can't purchase with a reasonable interest rate at the, or what they would consider right. a reasonable interest rate, which I still think 6% is pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but if they're if they say, well, you know, I'm locked in to a three percent right now. Why do I want to get into a six percent? Maybe they're you know they're going to consider home improvements, right? Which and I I agree with with that as well. Which then would put some of these people back to work just in a different sector. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I can agree with all of that. Well, and, and housing does make up seventeen percent of the GDP on average. It's more than energy because there's so many things that happen. And that's why everyone wants realtors in their referral groups because when someone buys a house, like think about all the people that they come to you with. Do, we, do you have an electrician? Do you have a contractor? An insurance, mortgage, title insurance. Maybe I need an estate attorney to plan my what happens if I die and who gets the house. All, all these different things. So. I, I do agree with less people moving that that could affect parts of the housing market, especially those like ancillary services. And, and you look at what mortgage companies are going through right now. I mean, they're they're really mm-hmm. in a lot of trouble because the refis are gone, the purchase applications aren't there. The flip side is though, there are a lot of people renovating and putting their cash into that because they have more equity to tap into, and they also have more disposable income because they can afford more, even though they're not spending it. So mm-hmm. that that I do agree with. If there's a real housing downturn here, and again to give some real statistics. It's the, it's the less number of homes selling. I mean, that, that's been the constant issue that we've seen. So year to date, compared to 2021 in Chester County, we've seen a 16.5% decline in the number of closed sales through August. In Delaware County, we've seen a 7.5% decline. In Montgomery County, we've seen an 8.9% decline. And in Philadelphia, we've seen a 5.1% decline in number of closed sales. So now it's not... 20, I didn't hear 20% there at all. Right. And mm-hmm. I, these are national numbers. So you got to look at the local market. Our market's much healthier than some of these other places where, you know, California, Florida, where the, where the markets are a little more volatile. And that's always been the case, even through 2008 and nine and 10, when, when the market was really in a lot of trouble. So number two, it looks like it's legitimate. Um, here's number three. And then and I'm going to come back to the first one here. 
Sellers are calling timeout. So again, what does this mean? And and these headlines are horrible, by the way. I don't understand. Like, if you didn't know what you were looking at here, this is not very... I, you should see Stacey's face right now. It's uh, <laughs> I got the raised eyebrow and everything. So as the pandemic housing boom fizzled out over the summer, we saw inventory jump across the country. And in bubbly markets like Austin and Boise, the inventory jump was greater than 300% between March and August. But the inventory spike is already fizzling out. And then they go on to talk about um, active listings on Realtor jumped by 106,000-plus homes in May, 102,000, 128,000 in June and July, respectively. August, we saw a a major slowdown to 31,000 new listings. And now they're predicting, according to Altos Research, that inventory will fall. So what, what do you believe there? What do you see happening there? I mean, I think that August is a month that typically you do see less less activity. Um, you know, people are getting their last vacations in for the summer. They're kind of shifting into the, you know, the next season. Um, so I think it does make sense that there would have been less inventory um, for August. But I don't think that that's something that's going to actually be continuing into the fall. I think that we're going to see a little bit of an uptick. And from what I've heard so far from my fellow agents, um, people are seeing it become more busy than it was in August. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more activity around showings um, and offers. So I I think, as Sarah said, you know, August is notoriously a slower month all the way around, um, just focused on vacations, kids getting back to school, things like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how September pans out. So I agree. And I... I w- the challenges with national numbers like this, they're talking about Austin, right? Austin has a ton of new construction. New construction is very difficult right now, and then builders are having a hard time because of inflated supply costs and other things that really don't affect our market. So mm-hmm. I just did some quick math on my calculator here, my, my cell phone. So we're at a 1.04. It, I just got the August numbers. So Chester, Delaware, Montgomery County was between a 1.02 and 1.04 month supply. We were seeing like 0.78 in those counties back in May and June. That's a 33% increase just over that time. In Philadelphia, we were just above two months. Now we're about three and a half months. So again, that's that's a significant jump in 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 terms of new homes that are coming to the market. So you almost got to compartmentalize this to new construction versus existing existing home sales. Right. And I, that that's where this data can be a little little misconstrued. I'm actually grateful we're not in one of those new construction environments because the builders are really difficult to deal with anyway for consumers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're never delivering on time. Mm-mm. And I mean, I would argue we've also got a better marketplace than Boise and Austin, a little more robust mm-hmm. economy here. I mean, there's there's a lot. So you can't compare these things apples to apples all the time. And you're right about August, Sarah. I mean, that, historically, that's like one of the slowest months of the year. So I, I don't agree with this at all. And I, I, I see more sellers thinking about coming to the market because they see the market starting to go the other way a little bit. Are, are you yeah. seeing that as well? Mm-hmm. They don't want to miss out. Yeah. So they definitely want to know what the value is in the home that they have so that they can make informed decisions. Right. Um, but I do see that. They don't want to miss the market. So that's what they say. Yeah. A lot of like, is it is it still a seller's market? Like, mm-hmm. am I still, you know, in mm-hmm. a good position here? Um, yeah, for sure. So Lance Lambert wrote this article. So I wonder if 
Maybe we'll email him, see if we can get him on the show. Let's see. I mean, oh, who knows? But uh, I'm, I'm looking at him right now, and I just don't... You know, there, there's national versus local, and that, that's always the challenge with this stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's just such a bad narrative out there about housing. I, I cannot disagree with this more. And there's so many people coming out of the woodwork saying, this isn't what's going to happen. I'm just going to put it plain and simple. Until inventory rises, mm-hmm. this is the market we're dealing with. Right. Correct. Yes. We're, we, we were talking about, you're talking about, you had three people that lost out over the weekend. Yes. Um, we did a training today. You were at the training with uh, Zara from our team. She beat out six other offers and had to go $57,000 above the asking price for a home on a busy road in Phoenixville. Wow. I think Wait you actually wrote an offer on this I house. Did. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yep. because I monitor all the things on the back end. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And they, she waived inspections. She, you know, it's, it's one, and that was, I think it was day one that it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it went what one day two. Um, yeah. It and was, it, it needed work too. Right. And right. what, so it, it wasn't like a t- completely renovated move-in ready home that went 50000 over asking. I mean, you know, right. we're in a, a, a very narrow price range here. Yeah. It was on a busy street mm-hmm. in Phoenixville. The, you know, it, yeah. it was in walking distance. I mean, it's, it's a things. route. Like, it's yeah. not a busy street. Like, this is right. like a, a route. Like, it's a state route. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, I think what the listing agent did there that was smart was where they priced it at. Mm-hmm. They, they put it at a point that then brought in a lot of people got a lot of attention and had people going in, going over ask, waving different things, putting down a lot, um, you know, which is, I think, the smartest way to do a listing. Like, you you look at all those numbers and you have a strategy in mind when you put it up. Mm-hmm. And it it obviously worked. Yeah. So we're, we're going to all, it sounds like we all agree this article, I think point number two is the only one that was really valid because if there is a housing downturn, it's there's less homes selling and we're coming off the most homes selling ever in a single year. So right. mm-hmm. it's not always going to keep increasing. That just doesn't right. happen. Right, right. The, the last thing I want to come back to here, they talked about uh, prices going down. So uh, our friends at Keeping Current Matters, and Nick, I'll, I'll share this with you. Maybe we can put it on the, um, on, on the, on the video here that we do later, is that they, they have six different sources of what their January 2022 appreciation forecast was compared to where it is now. Fannie Mae, originally 7.6% appreciation. They've revised their predictions to 16%. Freddie Mac went from 6.2% to 12.8%, more than double. Same thing with Fannie Mae. NAR, 5.1% to 115 Ivy Zellman, 3% to 10%. So she tripled hers and then some. The Mortgage Bankers Association, 5.1 to 9.9%. And the Home Price Expectation Survey, 6.3 to 9.3% appreciation. So I don't see anyone here. And and what were the timeframes there? So this was their prediction in January to where it is through the month of August. Okay. So eight months later, everyone here pretty much doubled with the exception of the Mortgage Bankers Association, and they just missed it. They went from 5.1 to 9.9%. So we saw a range of 3 to 76 that's now been revised to 93 to 16% year over year. And we're seeing 8 to 10% in, in, the, in the suburban counties and about 2% in Philadelphia. So, and, and Philadelphia is tough because you got places like, I mean, it, the neighborhoods just differ so yeah. much that it's, mm-hmm. it's such a diverse area. So, I, I, you know, this, uh, what was the name of this, this, the Bob, what was it called? The, uh, I got to find it here. Oh, his, uh, you know what? You should just forget about it because it's inaccurate. The Burns Home Price Value Index. <laughs> the Burns Home Value Index. We're going to flush that down the toilet, I think, is the idea we're here. We're going to burn the Burns. Yeah, there we go. I like it. <laughs> Light it on fire. So 
you know, these people just got to be more responsible with the data they're putting out there because someone will read this. They're not, though. And not going to transact. Right. But they're affecting people's lives here. Yes. That's the problem. And yep. I fundamentally believe we help people as agents. Mm-hmm. And Lance Lambert and Fortune Magazine, that they're just doing the consumers a disservice. Yes. Plain and simple. Yep. I agree. So we're going to yeah. take a quick break. We're going to come back and we are going to talk about Zillow getting accused of wiretapping home buyers and a lawsuit that is happening right now. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at MyMortgageAmerica.com. Dot com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender. NMLS 128501. The Tom Tool Sales Group is the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania with over $165 million in volume for 2021. I'm Tom Tool, and our team has achieved that kind of success by being a great place to work with and to work for. No one knows Greater Philly better than we do. We know real estate, but more importantly, we're real people. We hire the best agents and we give them all the tools to succeed. Even our brand new agents sell 17 to 24 homes a year because our team delivers the best experience in real estate. Teams deliver a better experience than individuals and we're a top 1% real estate team in the country. We call it AAA service. We're your advocate, ally, and advisor because this isn't a transaction to us. It's a relationship. If you're buying or selling a home, call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. That's TomTool.com. Sell your home for more and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Time and she's Stacy Mitchell. And we've got Nick Wolf back behind the camera, like our very first show. Very exciting. And we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group with Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. So we've got our Zillow segment here. And I, I joke around about this because they just dominate the real estate news. Not a great story for Zillow. So Inman News is reporting that Zillow was accused of wiretapping home buyers' visits to its website. Uh, there's a lawsuit, one of several, filed against Zillow this month on similar grounds that argues Zillow is breaking the law 
by recording the way consumers interact with its website. So w- what this means, and, and th- th- I want to explain this so everyone can understand. Um, it's a class action lawsuit. So that's a big deal in and of itself. There's more than one plaintiff here. Zillow's been looking over the shoulder of people who visit Zillow's website and argue that the company is violating wiretap laws. So there's a couple consumers. They filed the suit on Monday in Washington state. And it says that Zillow deploys computer code that allows it to record a consumer's interaction with its website, then create a video reconstruction of those interactions. So basically, if you go up to the left-hand corner and click a tab, they know that you're clicking that tab. If you're going to go to the right and click, I want to view an agent profile, they know you're clicking the agent profile. So they're watching you navigate their web page on, I guess, some sort of video or, or mimicking software. And it also claims <clears throat> that recording consumers' online interactions result in the electronic equivalent of looking over the shoulder of each visitor on Zillow's website during the entire time they're on the website. Um, at another point in the complaint, it describes the session replay code. It's a tongue twister. The session replay code used to record consumers' activity as being illicit and secretive. So, what do you think about all this? I mean, this is basically like screen monitoring software. Is I think a good way to describe this here. So then, what it takes whatever data they, you know are gathering on you and then is there a person that sits there and looks at it and like comes up with like a profile for you or I'm guessing like the software itself then like I don't know what do they do with it <laughs> like so I, I think they, they they use it to track mouse movements clicks scrolls zoom ins window resizes keystrokes text entry and other forms of the, of the way the user navigates and interacts through the website and I have heard in conferences and different things that Zillow basically can identify people that are going to be ready to list their home based on their interaction with their website. So I, this is consistent with what I've heard just being a professional and being mm-hmm. in the industry and understanding all this. So the, I think they're, they're using it to determine behaviors. It's mm-hmm. just to build a different algorithm right. is what it sounds like. Right. And, and, and probably be able to do something to their websites to make potential consumers um, more proactive in buying. I don't know. Right. It's going to lead to something more, whether they use more services of Zillow. Right. You know, like their mortgage company. Right. Or Or it would like, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, I don't want to say like steer them into looking at different things, but it may Mm -hmm. kind of. Right. Yeah. Yep. Affect what they're going to see next or Mm -hmm. how different information comes up or, or I guess like notify different agents or partners reach out to this person because of the clicks that they've done recently. It seems like they could be getting ready to Mm -hmm. think about listing. Yeah. And they could position different agents based on agents' performance. Right. And the performance of the consumer, they could probably match them Match that up. You know, to have a better outcome. Right. I don't know. So I'm wondering for the people that sued, like what happened to them that they realized that this happened? Like, how did I mean, they I, know? Because I think that like a lot of times with many, not just like when you go on to, to Zillow, but so many different um, things, like you're accepting the terms and conditions. You're not reading through all of that. Like, no. um, so maybe it does kind of outline that there, but I'm just like curious as to what was like the giveaway that made people realize, I think I've got like a lawsuit here. 
So I, that that I don't know. Um, in in the lawsuit, what 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 is clear is that they're they're looking at wiretapping laws because that they're saying, well, I, I should have privacy here. I should be able to look at my computer and not have to worry about it. Similar to Pennsylvania versus other states where you have to have two party consent to intercept audio communications. Mm-hmm. In New Jersey, you only need one, so someone can record you without you knowing it, and it's okay. Um, which, which in and of itself is crazy to me, uh, right. but that's the that's what's going on. Um, so, and there was a suit filed in Pennsylvania uh, by a man named Jamie Huber, who sued Zillow in federal court, as well as Lowe's and Expedia of using that browser uh, tracking technology. And this was back uh, on September eighth, so about you know, let's call it two weeks ago, twelve days ago. And it, it's th- they it's because they're viewing the browsing sessions as if someone is like doing a screen share. We do this kind of training all the time at the office where I, I go into people's CRM and I say, okay, let's look at your CRM. Mm-hmm. Let's see where the calls are. We're going to be doing more of this stuff. To, to And that's all fine because everyone knows what's going on and I'm the one doing it. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're recording that and people don't. And I, I do agree with you. I think they probably agreed to this and didn't know about it. Right. Um, no one ever reads the terms of service. Never. I, I, I don't believe it. But if the, if they did, they wouldn't agree to this. So I it's... This is, I mean, I, I just think that the government needs to say, here's the standards for this stuff, period, because everything's getting recorded right now. If you think you're not getting recorded, I got some news for you. Right. Everything's getting recorded. Just know that you're being monitored everywhere at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's if you're not being recorded, it, you're, you know, everything you say is being captured. Right. And it's being utilized for advertising purposes because once you say one thing— It's going to pop up on some feed somewhere. Right. When, like, what's funny about some of that stuff is, like, yeah, like, I don't like it, but sometimes it is convenient, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, if you're like, what was that, like, shirt that I was looking at on whatever website, and then all of a sudden it's there, There you're like, oh, there you go. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting, this suit was in Pennsylvania, the other one, because that's where you need two-party consent, and Mm -hmm. every state is different. Now, the laws in Washington are similar to Pennsylvania's, so... That's probably why it, it, it happened there. Um, and, you know, the, n- none of these people are responding uh, to any of this. So, I mean, it's th- these companies are going to wait and see. It's just, I think this is the expectation right now. I mean, I would guess this, this thing probably gets thrown out. That's just kind of my take on it because there are likely terms of service that are buried on, on there. I mean, all the calls get right. recorded, right? I right. mean, we're, yes. we can go back and listen to every single call we have with mm-hmm. the consumer because of our partnership with Zillow. So, I don't see that as being any different, and we're in Pennsylvania, uh, so it's just that the problem is that it, the laws vary from state to state, and there's not a, a universal expectation. So whatever happens in New Jersey might be okay, but not in Pennsylvania or somewhere else. But maybe the terms will have to be more um, apparent. You know, maybe there's going to be sections in the chart instead of burying that deep inside the terms where right. nobody reads. Maybe they'll maybe something positive will come out of it. But because there was a couple of lawsuits. There's another one um, in Illinois and then a second one in Pennsylvania. Right. Or maybe like instead of just having it be like except at the end, there's like a couple places that you have to like initial mm-hmm. throughout that maybe like, I mean, I doubt that they're going to do this, right. but maybe like bolded <laughs> something that was like important there. Right. No yeah. shot of happening. But, but, right. but right. what do you think? People, people are going to accept it anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, do you want to use Zillow? They want to go look at the homes. Right. They want to go look at the homes. Exactly. Right. It's like, do you, you know, every... Everything you sign up for, every app oh, yeah. that you use, you have to yeah, like, oh, accept oh, terms. Accept. And it's like Come another on. thing I have to accept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. double click, whatever. <laughs> some, some of them try to make you read it like you have to scroll. Right, the right, right, right. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, d- do you think this lawsuit gets thrown out? 
I don't know. I, if it does, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back around. Wait, but so the one person that did successfully sue Lowe's and Expedia? Well, they, they have a lawsuit pending. Oh, they have I mean, a lawsuit pending. Okay, so we don't know what the result is going to be mm-hmm. there either. Is that the class action? Uh, that's a different lawsuit. So oh. this is the gentleman from, I, I'm assuming it's a gentleman, Jamie Huber from Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and he named Zillow, Lowe's, and Expedia. Um, and they are they are identical class suits, so they're not class action. And, and they're mm-hmm. talking about the session replay um, violating wiretapping laws, which the Pennsylvania wiretapping laws are pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a section in the listing contract that mm-hmm. says, sellers, you can't intercept audio communications from buyers, which... People have done, by the way, many times. They're, I mean, they'll say, oh, well, I saw this person do this, or I heard him say they were interested, and, and I'm like, this showing happened literally 30 seconds ago. How did you get this information mm-hmm. without kind of knowing what's going on? And I think who um, at our training today, we talked about this, where mm-hmm. uh, I think the, the one of the homes someone showed, they saw microphones all over the house. Yeah. So I, I don't think folks get it enough that, that it's illegal to do these, these sort of things now. Zillow and Lowe's and Expedia, I would argue they probably do understand what's <laughs> yes. going on because yes. they have attorneys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the consumer themselves, I mean, this this is a pretty serious thing. I mean, even like a ring doorbell can you can you can hear what's right. going on outside the house. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, the consumer themselves like didn't get these things or put them in. I I wouldn't think in most cases. Like they, I doubt that they got the ring doorbell right before um, they were going to list it just to like intercept mm-hmm. and hear what people said or what they look like or who all came or or whatnot. Um, I think it's just you know, it's not intentional when they leave it on by accident. If they, mm-hmm. like in most cases, I would, I would imagine um, versus for these other sites, like they specifically built this in mm-hmm. and like made it part of their system in order to gain that info. Mm-hmm. But in general, I mean, people's data is constantly being used to help businesses make smarter decisions. And I, I don't even blame these com- – well, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't blame companies for trying to get a competitive edge and using the data that they have to get better. I mean, Zillow's in a very highly competitive marketplace. Lowe's is, and Expedia, all all very similar. By the way, Rich Barton founded both Expedia and Zillow, so I don't think this is a coincidence here either that both of these are, are being right. named, which – you know, and and his goal was to take the professionals out of the transaction mm-hmm. more successfully with Expedia than with Zillow so far. So that that's the competitive edge. That's what that's what his game plan is. I don't know about Lowe's. I can't speak to them as much, but they they got a lot of competitors. They got to deal with Home Depot and all these other companies that are massive, massive companies that are out there. Right. So how do you instruct your clients, knowing that these these things are something that we deal with? pretty commonly. I mean, we know what sellers are supposed to do, but what do you, what do you tell buyers? Because there's just because sellers are supposed to do things doesn't mean that they're actually doing them. As far as uh, buyers being recorded and well, like you go into a house, <laughs> yeah. what do you tell people? Well, I always tell the buyers, especially if they start talking about sensitive information, let's wait, we'll step outside. You know, we can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to keep, I don't even like to say anything inside homes, just in the off chance that there's um, an Alexis, what are they? Yeah, Alexa, the other, yeah. yeah and Siri, because people have these things in oh, their yeah. homes. Um, so it's just better to tour the house and get out, you know, right. and then you can have your conversations. Right. I, I like to preface um, my clients just that, like, they could be recording things. Like, mm-hmm. there could be, it's best that we don't give anything away, <laughs> you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll talk outside. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, it came out today. One of the agents on our team, they walk into a house and they say Alexa off immediately when they walk in mm-hmm. just to turn off the device, which I think is pretty clever. I, I mean, I, I would just not say anything. I like your strategy just as much. It, it, if 
if you got something you don't want people to hear, don't say it inside of someone else's house. That's right. Which is easier said than done because I feel well, like all as, emotion, right? Right, right. Or like you see something and it like makes you think of a question that then like leads to something else. And so it is, um, it's, it sounds very straightforward, but it is something that you have to like continually be mindful of just because, you know, yeah, there's, you know, questions can come up and things can come out without even realizing it. I mean, I, I've been recorded on listing appointments before where um, we, we kind of saw, like, we saw a recorder underneath, like, a piece of paper, and I'm like, I, I have nothing to hide here, but, but what the heck is going on? I mean, it just doesn't wow. doesn't build trust. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And I, I, that, that's the thing I don't like about it. I mean, I wouldn't want to feel that I'm, that someone feels taken advantage of or they said something they shouldn't have. And, and look, in these homes, when you're touring them, one comment can cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, sure. Like, right. oh, we'll, you know, we'll pay four hundred, but let's let's start at three eighty, Stacy. Right, exactly. Yeah. You don't want to give anything away. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, it's competitive enough out there. You don't need anything to hurt your case. Um, yeah. So it's just like like you said, Tom. If you don't want anybody to hear what you're saying, <laughs> right, and don't don't speak out loud like that in the house. Yep. Do so. That. I don't think this suit goes anywhere. That's my prediction. Um, I, I, I would imagine that the government's going to step in and actually have some legislation around this if they can ever get anything done, which is a whole other story. <laughs> this is something that needs to get addressed, though, because it's, constant, it's constantly an issue. Mm-hmm. People are worried about data. I mean, Facebook's constantly under fire for this stuff. Google is. It, it, there needs to be some sort of like, hey, here's what you can and can't do, and, and, that, that, and, then, and that's it. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Right. Probably not anytime soon. So do you think the suit sticks? What do you two think? I think it really depends. If it's, if it's totally thrown out, somebody's going to keep, keep at it. That's what I think. They're, they're pecking away. Yeah. Right. This might just be the initial mm-hmm. attempt. I think it's something we're still going to be talking about quite a while from now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and believe it or not, the best week to buy a home. All you buyers listening out there, very important. The best time to buy a home is next week. And we're going to tell you why, according to a lot of data from Realtor.com and our friends at Broke Agent Media. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage America is a Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. I'm Tom Tool of the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. If you're thinking of becoming a real estate agent in the greater Philly area, I have a special offer for you. Our team did $165 million of volume in 2021, making us the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania and a top 1% team nationally. 
Our agents love us because we offer them a successful career, a great life, and an unbeatable culture. Agents who've been with us for at least a year average 30-plus sales. Even our brand-new agents average 17 to 24 sales a year. We offer proven systems and expert training. We help you set more appointments and sell more houses. Now here's the offer. If you don't have a real estate license yet, we offer real estate scholarships so you can get one for free. Check it out at realestatescholarshipprogram.com or visit the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline at tomtool.com. That's Tom Tool with an E dot com. Get more out of your real estate career and remember the real estate golden rule. You always get more when you work with Tom Tool. All right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Stacey Mitchell. She's Sarah Timon. We've got Nick Wolf behind the camera, and we all work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. So buyers rejoice. The best week to buy a home is coming up here the week of September 25th. You're probably hearing this thinking, what in the hell are they talking about? And let me give you some stats. This is the from Realtor.com. It's the fourth annual best time to buy report. And they go through a bunch of statistics why it makes sense to purchase a home next week. So all the buyers that have been waiting, this is your time. So call <laughs> your agent, get out there, get ready to go. Uh, in, in all seriousness, there there are some st- statistics here, so I want to kind of hear what you have to say about it, and we can break this down a little further. So why is it the best week? Uh, and, and Or maybe why would people be hesitant to buy right now might be the first question. What do you two think? Because this is constantly something we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, I think rates are something that yep. certainly come into play. Um, and just inventory, depending on what area that they're, they're looking in, um, I would say would be two big ones. And some people still don't want to waive contingencies. Sure. And that's still what we're seeing. Yeah. Now, for this, when it's saying it's their fourth annual best time to buy report, do they always pick this week or does it cha- has it changed year to year? And this year, this is the best week. Uh, it has changed year to year. And this is the best week. Okay. In 2022. Hmm. Okay. So, so here's the reasons. And we'll just go through and agree or disagree. So, um, more than 6% of listed homes have reduced prices. Um, there's a savings on average of $20,000 relative to the summer's peak price uh, that we saw, which I would agree the market did peak in the summertime for sure. Uh, there's roughly 46% more homes to choose from compared to the average week of the year. That's, that's a pretty significant number. Mm-hmm. Uh, days on market is expected to be 15 days longer compared to the peak in the summer. And demand is 26.9% lower than this year's peak week and 8.5% lower than the average. So what, what do you make of those statistics? It all points to a great time for buyers to get out there and start looking <laughs> and, and get under contract. I, I like these uh, statistics here. I think it's very positive news for the buyers. I think that buyers should be excited um, instead of just focusing on, you know, interest rates mm-hmm. rising, focus on these positive numbers. Um, you know, the homes possibly being on market a little bit longer. It really depends on the house though. Sure. It really depends. Um, but I do see that there's inventory there that's been on for a week or two. 
mm-hmm. it still might not be there too much longer, but definitely there's some opportunity to be had. Um, the savings, I mean, that's always a positive if if that's the case. Again, I think it's, you know, per per listing, per home. Sure. Um, because they would argue, well, I have to go over asking price in order to, to get the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is all positive news. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's exciting for buyers that there's, um, yeah, something to to look forward to here. Something that like you're shining as the buyer. Maybe you've got a little mm-hmm. bit more opportunity. Um, and I think like from the perspective of wanting to like get back out there, especially if like I don't know your heart's been broken a couple times by losing a couple different houses. It's kind of nice to be like, this is a you know, get out and like give it another go. You know, you've you've got real opportunity um, and see you know. See what your options are. And you look at this data here. So historically, inventory does peak in early fall. We do see kind of a bump of inventory right when we get to this time of year. Kids are back in school. People are done vacationing. Throw out the past two years. I've seen that year after year. And it, it there's, there's a lot of indicators that we're going to see more listings. We talked about what we saw in our marketplace in the first segment. It's been a 33% increase roughly in inventory from when it was at its lowest number in the spring and summer here in the greater Philadelphia area to where we are now through the end of August. So that alone is a reason buyers should be there because the biggest complaint for buyers has been, I I can't find a home that I want to buy. It's not even the rates. It's that that there's nothing they want to buy or they're losing out constantly. Mm -hmm. So that to me is is really important. And there's also, you know, a lot of buyers that have dropped out because of the increase in rates. I don't see that as a negative for a lot of buyers I see it as a negative for the buyers that were buying because of interest rates. Mm-hmm. To me, that's not the right reason to buy a home. Right. The right reason to buy a home is because you want to live there. You mm-hmm. want to have an asset that's going to appreciate instead of paying your landlord's mortgage, which, you know, feel free to pay my mortgage if you want. I mean, that, that sounds great. Um, so there, there's, and there's always people that drop out from the spring and summer. That's when we see the heaviest shopping. And to me, and Warren Buffett says this, you want to buy when other people aren't. So I think this is a really smart uh, way, way to look at this here. And it, just the fact that you have some time to make a decision, the, 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 the manageability of, I can think about this tonight, right? not mm-hmm. even a week, tonight. Mm-hmm. I can talk to somebody and not make a decision in f- 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Those things are, are, are really helping as well. So there are some key statistics here because everyone's looking at the extremes instead of the change from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And, and that, that's really what a real analysis should be. Where were we and where are we now? Uh, Danielle Hale, chief economist at realorder.com, she went on to say that after several years of an overheated housing market, great descriptive word there, overheated, Mm -hmm. it really sums it up. Higher mortgage rates are helping usher in more regular season trends, which have pros and cons for shoppers. If you're flexible on your timing and you can budget for higher rates, early fall can be a great time to secure a home with a number of factors aligning to make it the best time of year in both of both terms of price and competition, especially for first-time home buyers and others who are not trying to sell a home at the same time as their purchase. So anyone that doesn't own a home right now or they don't have to sell to buy at the same time, there's a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. So what? how are you going to communicate this to buyers? I mean, the, the week is the week. Are, are, are you showing them this data? What, what, what are you two doing out in the field right now? Because th- this is, to me, where, where realtors really have the ability to help people is – parse them through all this negativity like we talked about at the beginning of the show versus something like this that uses actual data to sum up the market? Yeah, I mean, I think it would depend. I think it always depends on 
what type of buyer you have, you know, how they like to be interacted with and what type of information um, works well with them. So if this is somebody, like this could potentially be an article that you could just send over to some clients that maybe like to, you know, kind of see some facts, see some see something coming from an outside party, you know, like, hey, this isn't me saying this. This is what they're, you know, this is what's being predicted. Um, so I think that's like a, a, this could be a great way to communicate uh, to those buyers. Um, and then I think for for some others, just kind of really hammering in that there's opportunity out there and then maybe send them over some listings that you think would be a good fit and, you know, see if you can get out there and take a look. I think it's great. I really love all this data. I'm going to utilize this. I'm going to put together some um, some mailers and, and email them over to some of my clients who I know have been kind of pulled back a little bit. So maybe this will help pique their interest and, and send them some listings. But I think that you really have to be on, on top because most folks are listening to all the bad news out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of it. I mean, it's constantly in your face with negativity. So this, if you can bring them some some positive news and what's really going on in our local market, not just what's national nationally going on. Um, I, I think it's so valuable. They need to hear what's really truly going on here right. because they might miss the opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what you don't want. Right. Imagine if you did a video explaining all this mm-hmm. to all your clients. And I mean, I, I know you've both have done these like mini like bomb bomb videos, like the, the ones you can send out to people because you know, when you get these like long text emails or it explains mm-hmm. it all, it's, hey, here's four things that are happening right now that are going to make it easier for you to buy a home. And you just explain them one at a time and just use the stats and then attach the article to it. I'm clear that's going to be the best way, but then you want to follow it up with one further step. And I think you know where I'm going with this. You call them after you send yes. the video and say, hey, did you get the video I sent? I know you've been on the fence. Did you get a chance to look at that data here and see how the market's moving in your favor are you still thinking about making a real estate decision between now and the end of the year? And I would argue the people that buy now, they're the most savvy home buyers. I would not want to be competing with all the folks in the spring. Now, sometimes you, there's the like the one house you have to have and it's on like this street right. or whatever right. else. But if you're looking just to buy a home and people that don't own a home right now probably fall into that category. They're trying to figure out where they want to move to. They don't want to pay mm-hmm. rent anymore yep. mm-hmm. or they've already sold their home. Maybe they're living with a relative or something like that. The most savvy buyers, this is when they transact. I, I, I see huge opportunity in the market for those people that have been waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously rates have gone up a little bit. Competition's going to be less. We've seen some other things move in their direction. So for the agents listening, video, attach the article, Call them in. Call them in a couple days. That to me is how you win with something like this. And I see a training on the horizon for our team about all this, where we're going to be like explaining this verbatim to everyone here. So I think it's going to be really, really helpful. Yeah, I think this is exciting. So how are you two going to execute on this information? Put you on the spot here. Well, I already did a bomb bomb earlier today about the um, homeowner equity <laughs> over the past year. So, because I want all the people who aren't who who have not bought a house to understand how much equity year over year um, they can. And and like you said, Tom, why do you want to continue paying rent? Mm -hmm. So this way you're going to build equity and it's projected to continue year over year. You're going to have equity in your home. Uh, And for folks who have a home to sell, um, 
you have a lot of equity in your home. So you you can utilize that equity many different ways. You can cash right. out if you're moving, relocating somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still a great time to transact either side, buying or selling or both, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I would like to maybe like put together a bomb bomb and attach this article and get it out to, um, you know, a, a chunk of my, my buyers that I've been talking to for a while that have maybe kind of flip-flopped um, through this, the different cycles that we've kind of seen and the different shifts um, and just make them aware of, of what's going on and that this is a time to get out there if they're serious. So, and, and, and when you do that, you automatically become the expert in the marketplace because no one is talking about this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Most of what realtors do is they either like make fun of their clients on social media, which is ridiculous. That's horrible. Uh, hor- horrible. I mean, it's, it's why they all fail. It's like, uh, right. Um, so bad. It's like yeah. grade school or something. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, so they either do that or they boast about how they just sold a home, which nobody cares about, especially the buyer who can't find a home, right? Like, right. That, like that's the last right. thing they want to see. Great. Mm-hmm. They found someone else a home. What about me? Right. My chopped liver. Me? Like, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. So th- th- there's that component. This is how you market in 2022. And I would argue it's probably been the, the whole way to market. And more importantly, this is how you convert, right? If you were to send someone a two-minute video, because I don't think you need more than two minutes for this. Yeah. And you can explain mm-hmm. these four things versus sending some long email that's full of text. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know about you two. If I get an email that's longer than like two paragraphs, oh, Lord. what are yeah. the yeah. odds you're reading oh. that? Slim right. to none. <laughs> 0. 0.0 would right. be my, uh, my the odds for, for myself. So I see a lot of value in that. And this is a huge opportunity for agents just to take the information that's out there and communicate it in a way that clients can see. So knowing that's the case, I mean, do you feel any objections might come out of these four points? Because it's really prices are, and, and you know, they're talking about reduced price, meaning there's price adjustments. Mm-hmm. It's not bid automatically above the asking price anymore. And that's consistent with what we've seen in the marketplace where earlier in the year, we saw like 102 to 103% list to sales price ratios mm-hmm. in the suburban counties. Now it's down to 101 to 101.4%. So we're seeing that they're selling for less above the asking price. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, and so it reduced prices, more listings, less competition, more time to decide. Anything you think people might object to in these four points? I mean, if you give them the data for over how much over list price it's going for, potentially, I guess, an objection could be, well, then let's wait a little bit longer and see if that continues to go down. Um, and I think there, what you would have to do is, you know, figure out what their situation is and maybe calculate like, Agreed. all right, well, okay, we don't know exactly what's going to happen next with this particular trend, but we can give you the projections also for, you know, how much appreciation you're going to get once you get in. And if you're renting, calculate out what your rental is to, right. because there is a cost nice. of waiting. So yes. I think, you know, potentially that's one that could come up, but, you know, I think there's a workaround there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, and, and I think it, it's more that you bring it back to the motivation, right? right. Like if they're serious yes. about moving, then yes. they're going to move. And I've seen people move in all kinds of markets here. Some people aren't that serious or they're not ready. And right. they're using mm-hmm. that as an excuse not to not to transact because moving is such a big endeavor. So I, I totally agree with that. Anything you feel like that they might have missed in this article here or anything that that, that other that uh, buyers or sellers should be should be should be looking at? I mean, I would say, you know, we talked about inventory like bumping up a little bit here, but we're still not at a balanced market. So I think that if you are a seller, um, now is still a good, like, I think it's a good time to be on either end of the transaction, to be honest. Like, I think, um, you know, I think if you're a seller, also get out there. 
So they did a they they broke this down for the best time to buy in markets. So we're in the Philadelphia metro area, obviously. So they 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 um, I mean we're kind of in that same range there now, where they look at active listings versus the average views per property versus peak days on market versus peak. So our numbers are stacking up right with everyone else. And and the whole point is that the stuff we've been saying is statistically proven to be true. And I I think that that that's the validation I get out of this article more than anything else because. You should see the comments that we get on some of these shows. Oh, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Some some guy told me the market was going to go down 80 percent the uh, the other day, and I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh I'll, I, I said I'll take the under. I'm like, what do you want to bet? I'm like, I'm I'm in. Um, so th- this validation I love because the data is actually proving it out. It's just that the challenge is people see these headlines and see all this other stuff, and they don't look at the data here. So to right. me, I look at it that we almost have like an obligation to get this information out. Like, and, and that's that's what a great agent is going to do. Yeah, we have to. We have to combat all the all the mm-hmm. all the incorrect news that's out there surrounding our local market. I think that's a an issue. I think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you ever see people they get and and we, we got to go in about thirty seconds here. Do you see folks that the headlines sway them from making a good decision from their house for their yes. household? Yeah. How yeah, how bad is it? It's pretty bad, <laughs> especially when they say, "Oh no, no, the market's going to crash." Right. Like we're we're headed to, for a huge recession and the market's going to crash. I mean, some people are really in a panic. It's a shame. I feel bad for them because um, really nothing is ever as good as it seems and nothing is ever as bad as it seems. It's right. always somewhere in the middle. Right. And if people can just be level-headed about things, you know, we, we know the data that we have today and this mm-hmm. is what we have. So instead of putting everything on hold for the what ifs, because you could be holding out for 10 years. Right. Yeah, like what if you never buy a house? Right. (laughs) And then you're going to continue to pay rent. What a big waste that is. Well, then their net worth will drop hundreds of thousands of dollars compared to homeowners. That's really what's at stake here. And and fear leads to paralysis and paralysis leads to no action. And then that's where you are. So that's all we got this week on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. You want to follow Sarah? She's on Instagram at Ty underscore Ty Time. You can follow Stacy at the number two Mitchco. You can follow myself, Tom, at Tom Tool 3RD at Tom Tool 3rd. And we're streaming live every single week. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.